Welcome back to The Reset Rebel with me, Joe Yule. And this is edition number eight of our Ibiza Focus Wellness Show, looking at those who came to Ibiza, likely through their connections to music or somehow reset themselves and their path in life and began to forge one working in wellness. So I kind of feel like today's guest absolutely qualifies as a Reset Rebel, and never more so after a recent gig I went to when I was just really high in the aftermath of the Irish contingent of musicians and acoustic singer-songwriters that he flew in. And I was kind of reminded just how healing the right frequency of music can be. Um, Because we're plagued and pummeled, really, I guess, by electronic music here on Ibiza, um, across the radio, across many, many different platforms. And having a rich landscape and smorgasbord or tapas of options on the island where we all have such a strong connection and love for music seems like an intelligent step forward. And so this started a few weeks back with the launch of uh, The World Unplugged. And being unplugged these days feels like a good thing in such a digital world, one where we can really kick back, disconnect and just tune into what's really going on. And this night has like a really rich ethos, one where listening Really listening is placed at the forefront and mingling amongst fellow gig goers and music's, when the music is on, uh, is downright rude uh, in such an intimate setting. So I'm going to say no more, but the man behind this new concept has been around for a little while now with his secret gig series and it's just an expansion of this previous project. And I'm going to go and meet him right now at his Campo house up near San Miguel to see what else he has in store for us this summer and receive a little bit of a private live lounge style show for this edition exclusively. Stay with us. beautiful actually <laughs> just like oh wonderful no levels are good so um yeah should i just do this do a song then just away? why not do whatever you want to do this is called let love rain try to survive these feelings and what you remember Try not to listen, just focus on where you belong. The pressure's much too strong. No more control. What will be, will be. There's a new design on your mind. Rain on 
Rebel uh, podcast here up in the mountains of San Miguel, and I'm joined uh, with the exquisite sounds of Mr. John Justin Masman. <laughs> What's a good beginning, Mr. <laughs> I like it, Mr. Justin Manville. I think I've had too much coffee. Doesn't matter. I mean, you know, the more you kind of put emphasis on that, the more people are going to remember that that's not my name. <laughs> Somehow, yeah. Um, well, uh, yeah, I think I've just been so traumatised by the events uh, leading up to this mountain. That's, that's what's done my little um, kind of ability to form words. Uh, a little bit of damage on the way here, because we have been sort of stuck on a Camino prior to uh, entry. I'd love to tell that story. I mean, for me, I mean, we have a swanky kind of video system, which we, we haven't ha- ever had, really, ever in our lives. And then when I went to check to see if you were arriving, because you naturally you told me you were going to be here in 10, 15 minutes, and after the 10, 15 minutes was up, I saw then this little white <laughs> car trudging through what, what would only be suitable for a you know, very kind of off, off-road vehicle, uh, and, uh, and then I saw it stop. And then I, th- and, uh, I don't know if I saw a little bit of steam or something, but... That was coming out of my ears. That yeah. was having to do with the car. Yeah, it could have been, could have been. And then, uh, you know, obviously, it's always good to rescue a damsel in distress, isn't it? So, naturally, I went down as the hero and, and, uh, and took you out of it. But then we did some extra re- repairs, as, as you know. So now you've got windows, because that is also another thing that could possibly kill you this, this summer, being trapped in that hot box. Well, the hot box is uh, no longer um, going to be sort of like, yeah, getting cooked in my own juices this summer, which is amazing, because you have already um, done a few repairs on my car, which is one of the other incredible skills that you do have, is the ability to tinker with something other than just uh, the music and the instruments of the world. You've got an amazing collection of cars on the drive as well, so nothing sort of too like Ibiza, I would say. They're more rustic, vintage, sort of wicked little kind of um, monsters, really, I guess, that would probably have had more luck on that Camino than me. 
Definitely. I mean, you learn how to drive. I mean, we always we always or always had a Camino in in a sense in in England. I mean, my parents. It sounds like they had more. They were more affluent than the, than they are, but they they could never afford anything. You know, we we always struggled. Um, but they had great houses, which my my father would and mother would just scout them out, and they'd find them as ruins, and then they would my father would build them with his hands. So I think what happened is it was handed down from probably uh, certainly my father uh, in the lineage of using our hands, and his and my mother's father was very handy. He, he was actually a precision watchmaker, uh, so he we've always done it, and it's quite funny that that. Uh, Obviously, they're so different to play an instrument or to, you know, fiddle with a car or, or, or anything, you know, just build a house. It, they, they're actually all pretty much the same when it comes to digitally using your hands and physically, you know, putting something in place and building it, it's whether it's creative or whether it's, uh, you know, physical construction. I think that's a beautiful thing and it's you know something that's uh, long forgotten in the way that life is kind of evolving now and you know I, I kind of experienced that the other day when I went to pick up a, a pen just to write down some notes and I realised I could, couldn't really write very well anymore uh, which is quite frightening really because we're just so used to tapping away on digital yeah. things so actually that is a wonderful thing and it's a, it is lovely when you do meet someone that's really good with their hands yeah. and you know I'm not trying to chat you up here by the way well, I mean, <laughs> you, you have no idea yeah I mean you know coming back with those short shorts again one day and <laughs> I mean, no. I mean, it's 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 just um, it, it's important. It's important to to always go back there and 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 uh, you know, well, I don't know if it's even this kind of caveman thing or, or whether it's just before that or after that or in between. But you have to be self sufficient if you are if you're lucky enough to have all your limbs and all that kind of stuff. You you have to uh, use them. And 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 I find that when I feel like I'm tapping away on a computer or, or a phone, that I, I'm doing myself a, a discredit. It's never it's never something where I feel this is actually feels right. It feels good. It's just always a, a, a means for me to conveniently get something done. Whereas even writing in itself is is an art, and uh, you know some of the beautiful calligraphy that that, that goes on in, in in the world, and and people just spend their whole life trying to write beautiful letters and and and, and all this all this stuff. It is an art form in itself, and I've had exactly the same thing when I was writing the other day, and I thought. Um, Somebody commented on my writing. They said, "Oh, it's quite nice, even still." But I was looking at it. And I thought, "No, my writing, even when I was at high school, was was more attractive and, and more and flew had more fluid into it than it does now." And it is absolutely from what you've said. It's it's just we we don't we don't handwrite as much as we used to. But I try to. I've got bits scraps of paper everywhere, and uh, diaries, you know, physical diaries and stuff. And I and I and I make sure that I do do that. Mm-hmm. And again, going back to the cars, it's kind of. Um, you know, it, it, it's they're all kind of maintained from 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 me, and I and I make sure that I'm I'm doing that, and it takes me uh, my head to another place. You know, one music is kind of inside, and you and you're always thinking and and trying to process and and and, and you know transcend what you feel into into a physical sound. And the cars, it's the the opposite. I'm kind of just completely turned switched off, and I can see physically what I'm doing. It's already there, and I, I work through it. And I mean, it started with a an old Beetle when I was kind of probably 30. Well, it actually started with a mini when I was eight, and my mum gave it to me, and she said, uh, that's a big quarry lorry. 
Uh, yeah. We do have a little quarry yeah. uh, uh, in the, uh, the back ethers of your garden. Which is funny because in my youth we had a quarry right behind us, which was one of our first houses, which was Manby Castle. And my parents, I think they bought it for £8,000 at the time and it was a ruin. Uh, and my dad lived in a caravan with my mum and five children at the time. Uh, and my dad built it and it took him five years. And that was the house that I was born into. So, um, yeah, and that's when I got my first car. So my mum, she used to love going to the bookies and uh, she, uh, she would study the form. She knew quite a few of the trainers. Uh, and uh, Jenny Pittman she'd always talk about and uh, we had a guy near to us I can't remember his name at the moment but uh, she uh, she went to the bookmakers that day and she left uh, it, it was the days when you would leave your car keys in a bit like Ibiza in, but that's changing as well at the moment but uh, yeah she left the key, keys in but not only did she leave the keys in the car but she also left the door open and she went in and then she got sidetracked. She did a few horses and she was probably there for a couple of hours and she went out and then my father picked her up and she even actually forgot that she'd brought a car in the end. And then the police called her that afternoon and they said, Mrs. Mambo, your car, your little mini, um, where are you at the moment because it's been used in an armed robbery? And uh, she said, uh, well, it's not me. Well, she said, well, they said, well, obviously you're the first person we're going to go to because it's registered to you. And, and he said, there's no uh, kind of, uh, the other thing that's quite incriminating is there's no sign of uh, breaking. And she goes, well, I always leave my keys in the car. And she said, well, this was great for these guys, you know, because they've just done over the Yorkshire Bank uh, and we've got your car and it's in perfect condition. So they delivered it back and it was covered in fingerprint dust. And my mum looked at it and she said, it's tainted. I don't want it. So she gave it to me and, that, that, and I was eight years old at the time. So I kind of couldn't drive, obviously, but I painted it and, uh, and I messed around with it and used to sit in it and start the engine. And that's where the kind of passion started for that side of things well that is probably how I first kind of came to know about you on the island because I'd seen you sort of posting things on Facebook about these stunning vintage cars that I clearly wanted to uh, to purchase had I been a millionaire but they are really gorgeous and definitely something that I was kind of interested in because I come from a a motor racing background. My dad's a motor racing driver and has always been into vintage cars. So that's how you initially caught my attention. But of course, we're here to talk about your music and your kind of, you know, reset rebel stature, in my opinion, as a kind of like a, almost like a sound healing therapist, really, from kind of what you're bringing to the table, to the Ibiza music scene, which is, of course, more acoustic um, based and live music, which is something this island, in my humble opinion, has been lacking for, for far too long. So I was really you know, up for having you on the show, which is a slight alternative mix of what we, or the kind of guests we've been inviting. But yeah, it's really great to have you here to talk about your music. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, it's the, the two things were running concurrently with the cars and the music. So I picked up my guitar at the same time, probably eight years old. Uh, and I remember going into school and um, even in our junior school then, there was a teacher, Mrs. Ray, and uh, she stuck little stickers on the fretboard of the notes um, and, and it's a great idea because, and they were different colours, so you could know that uh, an F was purple or whatever and an A was green. Um, but I, I still, to this day, don't know the, 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 the notes and I don't read music. So for me, it, it didn't work, obviously, but that's when my fashion started. And I, I, had, I kind of had a weird kind of separation anxiety from my parents, so I didn't want to go after, do after-school curriculum things. So that I hid my guitar and I, I, did, and I didn't, uh, I, I said I've lost it, you know, and it was just hidden in, up in the attic. So I, I would pick it up sporadically f- over, over the next probably three decades, for, you know, for, I'd, I'd have two, three years off. Mm. And, and, then, and then I'd kind of, I went off doing other things, playing cricket, and, 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 uh, and then I came back to it. And it was always something that was just calling me, and, and rather than the sports or, or any other kind of area in life, I just wanted to play music, and, and I knew that. And I started off playing bass, and I was in a band called Red Lane. 
and uh, it became quite successful uh, regionally. It was at a point where we would really sell out, you know, kind of three, four, five hundred people, and we were all teenagers, and we were all a bit mad, and we didn't have any control over ourselves at all. And if we had have done, we could have kind of maybe been something special there, but we we we, we quickly disintegrated because uh, we all had different things to do in our lives, and we had uh, yeah, we were just pretty mad on. on drinking in the countryside, you know, a bottle of cider and whatever else and going down the park. But um, that was how it started. And then my brother was, uh, you know, into music. He was in the band that, that toured the world for, for a number of years. And, um, yeah, my father, mother and father started singing later on in their lives and they would go singing together. That's what they did as a, as a sociable thing. They would uh, go with a keyboard player, Mickey Finn, and they would uh, sing in, in kind of wherever. And, and my father, even before he died, he, he was going to old people's homes and singing. And he, and he said, I've got this thing which links to your therapy thing and the sound healing. He said, I've got a thing and it's called sound healing. Uh, and it's a reminiscent therapy. And he didn't know about any of this stuff, you know, this newfangled ideas. And he said, I go into the old people's home. And he said, I'm older than them. And even some of those. And he goes, some of them are catatonic. You know, they're not even responding. There's just zero. And he said, as soon as I start singing the Frank Sinatra song or something from their era and their, their, when they were in their prime, he said, suddenly they wake up out of this coma. And he said, and they start tapping their finger or they start moving. And he said, it's just instant. And he said, so it's reminiscent therapy. And, I'm, and that's me. And I'm making a disc. And he would just go around, uh, you know, Wales at the time, he'd, 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 uh, he'd gone off and, and married a young woman at 30, 34 years old when he was 70 odd in, in the, uh, yeah, he just went touring. The Good man. Yeah, he was, he, he was prodigious, you know, and, and, um, and yeah. So it, it's, it's just always been music, it's always been performance, and uh, even from a young age I was setting up these kind of little intimate concerts uh, wherever we were I mean we had this old pub um, and I used to take the corner of that the odd time and invite some friends around so we were just doing it since since 15 years old even younger we just wanted to play music and we wanted to create this kind of focused atmosphere it's interesting you say that about your dad because um actually last week I went into a hospital near Ibiza town with um a lady called Jodie Swingler, and she is a sound healing therapist here in Ibiza, and she runs these workshops every week for patients with Alzheimer's. And I actually watched her, you know, sing these tracks to these patients. There was like 30 people all sort of sitting there that kind of get, yeah, brought in there for the day. And honestly, the transformation between them, yeah, being exactly that, like, you know, just sitting there almost a little bit dead behind the eyes to the kind of light that kind of shone through them as soon as she started singing these songs and they started to recognise them, I, I was in tears. It was just like ridiculous. It was so beautiful to, to witness. It's a human thing, isn't it? And um, you know, I, I posted something on social. I'll just shut this off to get the call. Uh, I posted this thing on social media yesterday, which was I actually didn't hear it from a hitchhiker because I put it out there. I did, but anyway, it, 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 it was it was in a crappy movie, like a real kind of off Broadway movie, and it, and it just goes, oh, it was a Woody Allen movie. This and, is a hitchhiker you picked up for someone probably might not have been able to hear it from yeah, the window. Yeah. Just closing the window. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he, he, and he just got, and it, one of the lines, well, he just said, uh, we're responsible for each other. And I thought, you know, it's just such a throwaway line, but when you actually think about it, it's like, uh, you know, this is, this is it. That's it. Uh, and uh, I've always had this kind of issue with people dismissing the, the people because of age. And, uh, and, um, because, you know, if we're lucky, we, we get old, you know, that's a, that's a possibility. And then when you get old, you want to be still living you, the best you can at every single point of your life. You know, you can, you don't ever want to peak. I don't think you just want to be, you know, the best you can be at each age. And um, 
I just find it strange, you know, people kind of go, oh, they're old or this and that. And any kind of prejudice or ageism or racism, the ridiculousness of racism, anything uh, like that, I, I, my music was always about kind of breaking down those barriers. And, and, and what happened is we, we ended up with any concert we play, we do end up with a diff, such a diverse kind of age group. Uh, and not only that, you know, different wonderful colours of people, you know, all my family are mixed and and uh, my brother's gay, so we had the whole we had the whole lot, you know, <laughs> everything single thing you can possibly imagine. So it, it, this it, this was a, it was a, a crusade as well, a, an unconscious one for me to just kind of play music, involve people, but really engage them where they're not just kind of, you know, thinking or talking about something else in the corner. I mean, it drives me nuts. And when I watch the greats, you know, kind of Nina Simone style performance. She actually was doing the same thing. I'm not comparing myself to her at all. I'm just comparing myself to the... She would stop playing and she'd go, sit down. You know? She'd go, where, where are you going? You've come here to watch this. What are you doing? You either leave or sit down and be quiet. So, I, you know, she had the, the command to do that. But uh, I, like, I like that about her, actually. I did yeah. see that documentary not that long ago on a plane going somewhere and I was absolutely... I didn't even know she was an alcoholic and I didn't know that she had this, like, incredibly eccentric persona, which I admired enormously it was exactly that you know that kind of stage presence and and boldness I guess to exactly do that and command the crowd which is important and obviously we've got now in Ibiza so far sounds another great little acoustic sort of um sessions that's sort of going on and that's exactly what this island has been lacking for far too long and the thing I like about your thing personally is that um is that you haven't really kind of tried to sort of explode it all over the island, which is that kind of an expression I use for things that try to start off too quickly. You've really kind of um, created it as a secret gig um, concept, and it's kind of gradually built to this wonderful new night you've got called World Unplugged, which I saw at um, La Grania, the the little boutique hotel up in the hills, like another little Campo residence, which is, yeah... Okay. Um, but anyway, it is just like a, it's an amazing night of music. And, and that was the first one. And it was, you know, the Irish contingent really flew in for that. So I just wanted to talk to you about that because I think it's, you know, it's a great thing you've started there and it went down unbelievably well. Yeah. I mean, that's just, again, it's just an experience thing. It's doing something for so long that, that you, ha- you can't fail but to hope to get better and, and get better at it. So even if that's curating a night or, or, or choosing the musicians that can hold people's attention or just even having this kind of thing it's like this radar it just kind of pops up when you hear somebody and you go listen these the world's got to hear these guys um and and as far as you know it, the, the so far sounds thing it was like um i was inspired by that because i, I when i was in london I, I was kind of hearing this this kind of uh, hey there's something going on and it's in somebody's apartment in wherever you know brixton uh, or shoreditch and i'd just trudge across town and i watched a couple and i and i was like yeah this is really amazing and, and i love the concept behind it and um i, I knew that i had been doing something similar parallel which was not exposed at all uh, and it was just a little bit less kind of commercial in a way where it was just purely family-based and and some musicians that we knew and we weren't kind of putting it out there Uh, and I suppose from that moment I thought right well there is a a real kind of call for this and and this is something that people really enjoy so they were they were kind of uh, paramount to me kind of pushing this out and taking it out of of, of its embryonic stage Uh, and and from what it's formed what it's become 
It, it is just simply a, a natural, a, a real organic. I mean, people throw around organic and all this stuff these days, but it is. It's an organic kind of uh, growth, uh, a really beautiful one, uh, and it's just happened slowly, like you say, from 60 people in my house uh, two and a half years ago now. Uh, to to now we can basically you know demand uh, 30 150 people or, or whatever it is and they will turn up and uh, not demand it's the wrong word but you know we can we can put it out and suddenly 150 people respond or 200 and 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 so we 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 seem to be in a great position right now i'm still i'm still kind of in full control of it because I, I, I struggle to let go of things you know kind of megalomaniac with 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 things but it's not just because I want to have control it's just because I I want to do it right and I want it to be the way it should, should be you know um, I think that's the best like, like you say you know that is the way it feels like it's grown and it and it hasn't you know it just exploded overnight it's yeah. it's been in the making for a couple of years and I think my favorite well the first time I actually ever saw you play obviously I've heard lots about you for years and years and I hadn't actually seen you play until I turned up to what was uh, affectionately termed the Crystal Palace um, which was just absolutely the most brilliant brilliant afternoon of, uh, of fun in the sunshine surrounded by these mega I mean like crystals that were like sort of you know brought in by a a crane, weren't they? I believe. Yeah, I mean, I knew I knew the whole backstory to that. I mean, my friend Shay of twenty odd years is kind of involved with that, and Gary. Uh, again, we we another another guy I've known for probably the same amount of time. I, I never became close friends with him, but yeah, that was his idea. And I think you know he goes deep into things as well. Everything that's done there, it was like from the heart, and he brought these ethically mined crystals. I don't know how you do that ethically. I don't know how it happens. You maybe just and ship them in from India. Yeah, yeah. and do it with a knife and fork instead of a digger I don't know how it how it happens but you generally pers- persuade them to come out of the ground I don't know but he, he said that's the way it does but yeah that was I mean that wasn't even one of my concerts it's just Shay just say hey come up we've got the Crystal Palace thing let's do it so we just rocked up and played and um, I mean it's just people still they just respond to it well it, if, if um, you know DJ music is, is, is obviously the main focus in Ibiza and it became that after acoustic music uh, and after you know I call them real musicians I mean I, I don't want to insult any any DJs out there that have real skills but for me Ibiza is suited to uh, you know real live music and, and that's the landscape it, it, it mirrors that you know it doesn't it's not a it's not a digital landscape. It's a very organic, rural place to be, and, and and a beautiful place to be. And and every day in Ibiza, for anybody who lives here or visits, they know you go on a journey somehow from the minute you wake up till the, till when you go to bed. Uh, and I think that playing acoustic music and it just enhances it, or it resets, just like doing a yoga session or or, or whatever it is. And uh, I think yeah, it's just it's just perfect. It's a perfect island to have more acoustic music, and it is coming because obviously. Uh, yeah, as you mentioned before, you've got so far, and then you've got uh, another acoustic festival happening in in, uh, in the actual centre of town in Barra del Rey and Dolp Villa. I mean, it's more kind of almost uh, flamenco, uh, you know, inspired, but it's still a lot of people with acoustic guitars and just doing it. You know, you don't need anything; you just need an, an instrument, uh, and that's what World Unplugged is as well. It's not just the music; it's about travelling light, you know, minimum waste, zero waste if possible. Um, you know, and just and just doing something with your body and your voice uh, uh, there. If somebody asks you right now to do it, you can do it in three seconds. It's it's. I've always found it just uneconomical to set up gear mm. and, and plug this in, and you know, an hour later you're ready to like go. You know, mm. we we're, we're way more resourceful than that as people, and and to to offer this kind of 
magic and and this kind of thing that can this this performance that can just inspire so immediately uh, it's just a special special thing you know it's it's incredible i think it's also um for me i mean not just for me but i kind of feel like you know the imprint of of acoustic music is is definitely something that's a little bit more healthy for the island because obviously what the electronic side of the island brings is obviously a boatload of cash for for someone (laughs) somewhere but you know the acoustic concept is just exactly that it's organic it can pop up anywhere it doesn't take loads of production it doesn't need to have an excessive footfall and it's not bringing kind of a lot of um bad energy and it's in its wake essentially and for me this is you know obviously in light of the ims coming up and the opening parties and all this kind of stuff going on with avicii like you know there's a lot of talk at the moment about you know what does that bring to Ibiza and and none of it feels or sits that well at the moment I think with the music industry and there's going to be a big focus on that at the IMS which I think is great but I think for me the acoustic side of the island just feels very organic and much more where you know my energy and focus lies for sure it's uh, it's there's a revolution there's a there's a shift isn't there with everybody and it's even like that statement we're responsible for each other is it's that it, everybody's realizing there's a we're a team you know the human race is there to do something together and and really make stuff happen and and you know if you're in a if you're in a, a civilization if you're in a community uh, and I, I always thought this you know even when I was young and the careers officer said what do you want to do I said well I just thought well I want to be useful and 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 um, if you look at a community, you kind of go, what do we need in this community? Well, we need music for a start. We don't need lawyers, you know, and, and we, we don't need any of these this in-between people that kind of just have the information that you need and then you have to pay an extortionate amount from it. And that's not because I'm having a bad situation with a lawyer at the moment, touch wood. It's just my general kind of opinion on, on that kind of side of life. And um, I just think you, you need music, you need you know, doctor, a nurse, uh, and you need whatever, the normal stuff, the local guy that's not a butcher anymore because we're just all on plant basis. This is the new one as well. But you just... You, and, and what happens in the evening? You, you want to sing. And it's our nature to sing and want to sing. Uh, and and uh, that's it. It's not in our nature to just play music, which is already done. And the thing is, I love some DJ stuff. I mean, it's it's a skill, and it's and it real really to put some music together and, cu- and and curate it properly and get that kind of, you know, that dance that go on the journey where you're going higher, higher, and then it's dropping off. I mean, I get it. I, I understand where it is, but it's just never been my focus. It's never been who I am. So for me to to be able to bring acoustic music to Ibiza, it was always a plan after I realized there's a there's there's this is the place to do it you know this is what I'm supposed to be doing this is where I'm gonna do it I think that you know it's less obvious as well and but it's more sort of like this little bit like the yoga scene I suppose in some ways or the healing community it's like hidden in these little pockets like down these crazy dusty old caminos that Mm. (laughs) ruin your car and you will find these little kind of amazing kind of secret kind of areas where there are just amazing things unfolding and that is kind of you know the very nature of it really is like if you have an inquisitive mind if you are willing to put a little bit of work into arriving there and wanting to be there then you are going to find some things that are literally mind-blowing yeah you get fed and and that's and it's a and it's a great lesson in life isn't it you just don't get anything unless you put you give so you give and you give and you put the effort in and then you get something in return it just it just works across the board in everything that doesn't it and the thing is we 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 naturally you get you become cynical i think if you if you grow up in places like england or places like ireland there's a little bit of cynicism and they all you know there's lots of great people there as well but it's just this that the first instinct when 
when somebody says, hey, do you want to come and do this? There's a lot of the time it's a bit negative. It's like, mm, I'm not sure, you know, it, I don't know what that's going to be. But nine times out of ten in Ibiza, you, 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 get, you, you, you become inspired and you get something where you're like, wow, I'm so happy I'm here. Mm-hmm. You know, it really is like a high ratio of, of good entertainment when you actually make the effort. And when the people that are organizing behind the scenes of whatever they're putting on make the effort, you just can't, there's just no shortcut scissor in any, anything. And, and uh, it's no different here. I mean, it, it shows if it's not if it's not done right. So yeah, I just I, I love it. I love doing it, and I love uh, you know going around this island, finding out what's going on, and then trying to raise the game. You know, that's it. well, you, yeah, I think you've definitely done that. And it could be what it, well, I feel like, Joe Wiley. Should we have a little song? Well, sure, we can do. Yeah, another one. All right. Well, I've I wrote this one about my father. It's probably quite fitting. He always used to write me letters. I've got a box full of them. Okay, it's called Strange Life. Write you a letter cause you don't understand Just read all the words Take it by the hand Cause I need to say the same thing So don't answer back I'm guilt on my conscience promise you that, see, I was no good at business, I was too kind at heart, look at what I've lost, don't know where to start, and I know you still love me, but you're losing respect, you gotta understand, I'm just a like but I hope you will one day it's a strange life dismissing glances like I'm all used up but I feel young inside it's so messed up cause I was no good at business I was too kind at heart look at what I've lost don't know where to start and I know you still love me but you're losing respect you gotta understand I'm just a man
<laughs> I haven't played that for so long. I forgot it. I was like, what, what am I playing? <laughs> it just can't, It just comes after a while. It's like my finger's not in the right place. You obviously wrote that after after your dad passed away. Yeah. Well, no, actually, I wrote it during, not during. He just kind of went popped off, but. He, uh, no, it was it was it was after actually all sounds morbid. It isn't. My mum died, and um, then he kind of just went and married that the, the young woman, and she was cool. And, and he uh, he moved to Wales, and he had this life, and we kind of lost touch a, a bit for a few years. But I think he was he was um, discovering a, a period of life which he missed out on because he was with my mother since they were thirteen years old. Uh, for 50 years and I think then he just kind of became a teenager which is never a bad thing I'm just having a little tweak with my knobs is that all right yeah that's fine yeah as long as I don't tweak yeah I won't even go there but it's it's uh yeah so I wrote it because he was writing me a lot of letters and 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 at the time he just kind of going that's annoying you know what's my dad doing and why is he writing that and I'd read the first couple of paragraphs and then I just kind of get annoyed by it because um, I was obviously a bit, little bit angry at him at the time, but then, then, at the, you know, then now, and obviously, probably too late now, but I perf- perf- understand perfectly what was going on, and I not only understand it, I, I, I appreciate his kind of uh, the adventure in him, uh, and and he and he he'd moved to Turkey at the time, and he was talking about getting this old gullet boat, and he just was even at that time he was seventy six years old, and uh, he was living in Turkey on his own, and God knows why, uh, but he found a life there, and he loved it. Um, and I'd visit him quite a lot and uh, even then I was like what are you doing here but now I look back it's, it was an amazing thing it was a romantic romantic journey and it was brave and he was on his own and he's always been around his family but as an individual as a man he just must have felt he needed to do that and he wanted to be warm and he wanted to change things up a bit so yeah I wrote that about about him then writing me the letters and him constantly saying just listen to it listen to what I'm saying read the words and let take it in because I wasn't you know and he knew and it's just something a father knows probably um, and uh, yeah he was saying look it's a strange life and you, you won't know until you kind of experience what I've experienced uh, how are you going to react and how are you going to do things so I've, I've, as I say I've still got many letters piled up in the shoebox uh, there some of them even unopened at this stage and it's quite an emotional thing to go over and, and open that box and, and pull, start pulling them out and reading them because he was funny as well I mean it's, it was you, he's really back in the room when you read one of his letters mm-hmm. it's all just written in, in such a it's almost Monty Python style and uh, yeah it's, it's great and it, it's an amazing thing to have and, and I appreciate now that my father again it's the world unplugged thing the vintage lifestyle the keeping things analog and 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 you know with your hands i've got a box full of letters and we are back to this handwriting thing again but i have to say putting pen to paper is a magical thing and even if you just do it in the morning when you first wake up and stick your pen on the paper and just see where the mind takes you or just the hand really without the thought really being that involved it is an amazing thing and it's very healing as well just like music it's a you know it's something that you're you know your your body just does automatically and without sort of really thinking too much when you start writing it can take you to some incredible places and it is something you just don't get when you're in front of a keyboard so I totally appreciate that and I think that's beautiful that he used to write you those letters to try and express himself in a way that maybe he didn't feel able to when you're face to face and that is something that you know really is a 
a very powerful thing. It really is. And, and we had a great relationship too. I mean, uh, like I say, I, I went off playing cricket and it was a, a high standard. My father would, was a professional cricketer and as well as a teacher and as, he was a scholar and he, he did most things that you could do in life. Then he became a youth worker and then he was working with foster children. We had 60, 65 uh, foster brothers um, over the space of, I don't know, twenty my first 20 years of my life. So that again taught you something else and it taught you to be tough. But he was a good communicator uh, and he was a, a great man and he should have been recognised a lot more for what he did and uh, he's, he's uh, yeah it's quite strange when you're doing something on the ground level like they did actually the two of them uh, and, and really getting in on the front line in the trenches and changing people's perspective you know teenagers that maybe been abused or they don't have the parents that they should or they have one parent that's not very good or they're living with their grandfather and he's doing you know hitting them with a slipper or whatever it is however it starts and it can be a lot worse I mean that's PG stuff you know um they, they just would kind of reprogram these guys and, and, and they would send them out back into the world and they would, there was, they're getting back in touch with me now, uh, you know, through Facebook, which is the beauty of also being plugged in and sometimes and, and connected. I mean, you can use it to your advantage. It's just, you got to put it down, you know, and we're, everybody's knowing, learning that now anyway. They just know they got to put down the device, step away from the device, you know. But, uh, well, is that your biggest reset tool to literally put your phone away and just like walk away and just like you know get buried in the mountains up here or what do you do to reset that's a question we ask everyone I can't do it at the moment for recessing for me is just literally uh, I can pick up an instrument that's always been the thing so it doesn't matter what's bothering you or stressing you out if you pick if you actually make the effort to pick it up and play a song even a song you've already written or, or know or a Whatever it is, you, you, by the time you finish it, you're, you're back in. You're in a different place. Uh, yoga for me, it's a bit time consuming. I love doing it, but <laughs> an hour and a half is like whatever it is. It's like an hour and a half, you know. Uh, whereas a song is like three minutes, and I'm good to go, or two minutes, whatever it is. So yeah, it's uh, I can I can walk away from the device, but we, uh, ironically, now it's world unplugged. I'm actually more plugged than ever. I mean, it's just simply the way it is. I gotta, I've gotta kind of get it out there, and I gotta show people where things are, and I've gotta keep the identity that I want, and I gotta keep it special, and I gotta keep it small, and intimate. But just we gotta grow it in many places. So intimate and small, but just all over the world. You know, that's 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 the plan. So we 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 yeah we we're getting doing all right with that. What is the plan for the next World Unplugged? Because obviously, you know, I think everyone's on tenterhooks to find out, A, the date for the next one and, and what you've got lined up. Uh, well, it, it'll just be, it's always about the musicians, isn't it? I mean, the environment of always helps and sound and things like that. And we were obviously in a very stunning place uh, the last time. Um, but yeah, it's the musicians, so we just got to keep them at the highest end possible. And and lots of these guys are unknown, and they're coming up, or or they just even I've got a lot of older musicians that are kind of, you know, maybe 50s, 60s that that are, never really did anything. But they, if you if, if if a superstar was to have to play after them, it, it would be tough, you know, for anybody. Um, so you got these seasoned musicians that hold a crowd and take them on a journey. So that's it. It's just about the mus- musicians, really, and uh, and keep bringing musicians that surprise and inspire and and take the audience on a journey. I mean, the audience is as important as as the the singer, uh, especially when you've got, just got an acoustic guitar. You got to focus. You got to switch off, and you are, you do have to have to actually walk away from your device unless you're filming it. And but that's but we're almost wanting to encourage not to do that, you know, because we do have a film crew there. And we have a photographer, so we, we, we're trying to get to a point where maybe when you come to those things without being hyper-vigilant, just saying, hey, 
turn your phone off or chuck it in this bag, you know, uh, and, and just forget it. For, for like keys in the bowl, but different. Yeah. Well, you can, we could do as, you know, swirl them around as they use this phone and see who you end up with. But yeah, it's different. But. It was just a little bit too tempting because obviously one of your, kind of your right hand, I say wing woman really rather than right hand man, is, uh, is this wonderful uh, violinist called Lettuce, which yeah. um, in fact my dad met her. We, um, we saw her play at uh, a friend of ours house, which I believe you were there for, a, a karaoke night. And she came on first and did the karaoke That's and my right. dad kind of fell in love with her because she's very eccentric. Well, she was simulating an orgasm. It was like when Harry met Sally, is that the one? Well, he's 80. He probably hasn't had one for a while, so that's yeah. probably what did it. Well, you <laughs> never know. You know a man has, you know, can go a lot longer. As you know, Charlie Chaplin probably had a child when he was 85, his last child. But, um, yeah. I feel like, yeah, when, when, when Dad saw her singing, he was like, oh, my God, you know, who is this wacky woman? He loves eccentric people. And then the next time we ran into her was in the decathlon. I was going in to buy a yoga mat, and I believe she Naturally, was possibly. looking at sort of foam rollers for her thighs. And she was wearing a pair of little Daisy Dukes, actually, little shorts, and she was bending over quite a lot to look at these things. And my dad was, all his Christmases came at once. Yeah. But my point was, when... Um, when she came on at the end of your gig and she was like doing her thing, I mean, she's just, she's just ridiculous. I mean, she's off the chart with the talent that she has and her ability to, you know, completely improvise into whatever you're doing. It's just, it's outrageous. Yeah, I mean, that kind of stuff, it's prodigious. It's kind of maybe in deep in the ancestry of, of, of somebody that's in her family, in her bloodline, uh, but it's also a lot of hard work. So she's got a combination of both those things. She, uh, she, uh, yeah, she's, she's a prodigy, but she also works very hard. I mean, she, she can, I mean, those classical musicians, they can pick up an instrument for probably eight to ten hours a day, and it's common for them to do that and not put it down, and that's how they get to the the stage where they are where it's just second nature it's like a an extension of their fingers whatever instrument they want to play and lettuce doesn't actually have to do that if she was playing in a classical you know a, a classical um, philharmonic whatever it is she would have to of course but the way she does it now is just free and uh, it's just beautiful isn't it i mean it's just it is freedom and she literally can take take herself and everybody else on a journey and, and it's always right and the empathy of, of, of uh, what she does is incredible because when we played together we didn't rehearse for that last gig at all not one second uh, and even before we, when we did our first concert which was last year she um, just turned up and we were on a rooftop in Dalt Villa and she just goes let's go and we just started playing again and zero rehearsal and she just listens and she's so connected and she lays off when that when i'm going quieter she goes for it when i'm going where the energy is surging a bit she's she's a, just an excellent musician and, and a, an amazing person i mean she's just one of those kind of iconic characters and she, i think she will be recognized for it on a huge huge scale some one day because at this stage she still has this youthful kind of uh, I don't know if Revolet, she wants to kind of... Exuberance. Exuber she just doesn't care. Mm. She's getting more structured, and which you have to do at a certain point. Uh, but yeah, at this stage, she's still at the tail end of, do I actually want to do this, or do I want to just go and party, you know, for the next two weeks? And so, you Well, know. that was the last time I'd seen her prior to your gig, actually, was backstage at the Wilderness Festival when she was jamming over like a DJ, and it was like, you know, she was hopping around doing this Irish jig in this little dress, and I was like, yeah, 
go girl that was cool as well so she's just got that amazing kind of um, smorgasbord of like little dynamics that she can pick up the folk thing with you guys obviously the jamming with the dj thing and of course you know the classical side of it which is also just like unbelievable so she's just extremely versatile in in, uh, as a musician and that's what you want A, a lot of musicians that become you know very good at what they do they tend to want to be heard and they tend to want to be out front she does that in her own way but uh, when she's playing music that she, you know, with me, for example, she can back off. She doesn't play much and she doesn't, you know, she's just not concerned about being heard. She just does little, little bits that just enhance and build. Uh, yeah, she's, she's, she's just cool. And she's also got this kind of like Marilyn Monroe kind of, kind of style, this, this iconic uh, Doris Day look and feel and presence. So whenever she walks in a room, people are just like... Yeah, they, they they just don't. They're just like, whoa! There's, there's a big energy just come in. Uh, she is no shy retiring wallflower. That is absolutely for no, for sure. No. Is she going to be playing at the next one at the end of May? Yeah, it's planned for for us to do that for sure. But she uh, she can just kind of say, hey, you know what? I'm going to go in another direction. Sorry, Mr. President. Yeah. So we we we, we hope, but she says, yeah. I mean, she has become very reliable re- recently. Like I say, she's probably on the cusp of just uh, saying, yeah, I'm going to buckle down and I'm going to do this. And and also, she loves it. And not that she's been unreliable before. She just picks and chooses, you know. And she has the, she has the prerogative to do that. But um, yeah, she's 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 coming on this journey with us for sure. She 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 really likes it. She feels it. She knows it's heartfelt, and um, she wants to be a part of it. Yeah. And you kind of very kindly offered to bring a couple of others on this journey with us. I believe for the next gig, um, in the uh, kind of remit of how this kind of reset rebel podcast unfolds. What what have you got in store for us? Uh, it will well. We we have. I don't know if you came to the first one, but we have a, a, an amazing artist who, who uh, literally he, he he can draw in charcoal the the biggest poster of, of a portrait of you've ever seen uh, from his mobile phone. So and he does it live, so it can be anything and anybody's, uh, and it's just incredible. The last thing he did was a Johnny Cash portrait. Uh, but we, we've we've uh, yeah we've we've got some of his stuff in our house and he and he's constantly doing it uh, every day. There's just more art and it's just he's filling up his YouTube channel and he's getting thousands and thousands of followers. And then rec- more recently, uh, Robert De Niro has uh, bought one of his uh, paintings. And it's just again, it's just work and just sticking to it and being good at what you do and just plugging away. And he's done it slowly again. I mean, he was running a night in Dublin on, on Grafton Street called Brooksells and it still runs he still does it every Wednesday and this is where a lot of these musicians got their kind of uh, you know stars and stripes it's it's from going in there and they're a tough crowd there's some really good musicians there and you're going one after another for like four hours and if, if you're not pulling it out of the bag and you're not singing from the heart then you lose the audience and it can be louder than the music so this is where a lot of these musicians stem from and they come from so again it's just a, a, almost a family connection a, a deep-rooted kind of relationship with him so he's one of the artists in in in, in a long way around uh, who we might uh, get get to come over uh, and then we've got some performance art we've got theater of the ancients again who she const- she's constantly building new puppets and I just, I just love those puppets they're incredible you know but you know the life-size puppets that you get in and she's so having passionate. a puppet show this yeah. is wicked she's so passionate she gets inside it and you know she can't even lift it and she's like I need three people to get this on me and then she just goes around and I just love that kind of pageantry and that kind of uh, mystical stuff uh, and we've yeah we've got various other different types of artists and we, we might have uh, well I don't want to spoil it but we might have a room uh, with a mentalist in I don't know whether you call them a mentalist 
But, an uh, instrumentalist? Or? No, a mentalist. So he's literally going to freak you out a little bit by reading your mind and, and da da da. But we 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 got we got to just keep it simple, I think. But we're going to have some of these side side angles going uh, when we do our festival. Uh, and, and as far as the, the next concerts and things like that, and the next festivals and how diverse they are and how big they are, we've got a lot going on in June. So we, we we're gonna we're gonna work it out then. And for sure, I think we bring bring something to Ibiza again on the twenty sixth of June. Um, but yeah, it's always going to be just around the music, and and that's it. And I, I just want to blow people's minds by, you know, looking at these guys and and watching them perform, and then bringing the the the, the kind of awe that I have for them to to everybody else. Mm. And there's not many of them. You know, the, the the internet is just. You go through many layers of musicians. There's hundreds, thousands of people doing this because they have the freedom to do it and put it out now. Uh, but it's still those people that really stick out. And it's not even just based on talent. I find that there's a lot of talented people and then it just becomes uh, all about the performance. So who, who put, then puts their whole self into the performance? That's who captures the audience and that's who takes them with them. And they can be very talented, like there is lots of people that are talented and not have that skill. Or even that, 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 um, that courage. You know, it's courage. It's fully open. You know, when we speak, we, we're at a certain level. When you sing, you're at another level of nakedness. Mm-hmm. And then when you kind of sing and then put all your emotion into it where you could be crying and laughing in, all in the space of 20, 30 seconds, that's another level of, of just channeling something through your, your body and, and allowing people to see your deepest inner self. So that's who we want. And that's, that's who performs at, at, at the World Unplugged gigs, you know. I think that, yeah, definitely comes across. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that last one with all the Irish guys was absolutely unbelievable. And I did come out of there just feeling high for, like, a couple of days, which is why I wanted you to come on on the show today, because it felt like I'd had a good old sound healing session. So thank you for joining us here on today's show. I believe you're giving away something or other in the true spirit of the podcast is that yeah. is that correct yeah sure i mean i don't know how you do it this but we, we can do two uh, special tickets for the next one on the 26th of june uh, which is in abitha it's going to be uh, in in the kind of heart of abitha so up north kind of central and yeah you'll go on a, a beautiful journey with it and uh, experience some amazing music and maybe some uh, you know little uh, side distractions but it'll it'll all be very very uh, nice to come and see so yeah, let's give away a couple of tickets. Thank you very much. Very That's rare. very generous of you. Indeed, we're very grateful for that. Well, you're welcome. I mean, they do. They, they've literally gone almost before we put it out, which is touch wood, you know. So it's it's great. So yeah, it's 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 good to get your hands on a couple of those for sure. Absolutely. We'll go and check out the resetrebel.com uh, webpage. And of course, yeah, we'll be having all of that information on Instagram as well. And a lovely picture of the gorgeous man sitting in front of me, Mr. Justin Manville. I can say it now. I think I've come down off the coffee in the uh, extreme terror of the ride I up like, this hill. I like Jason Mansville. <laughs> Thanks so much. Thank you. Reset Rebel. It's the Reset Rebel. Reset Rebel It's the Reset Rebel